How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Monday, January the 3rd. Yes, the daily updates have returned. I'm going to tell you all about the biggest news stories that happened over the last week, the holiday break. Let's jump right in. By far the biggest story to happen was last week, December 28th when it was confirmed that the gender discrimination lawsuit at Riot Games has now settled. Riot is going to be paying over $100 million in this lawsuit. $80 million of that is going directly to women who either currently or used to work for Riot since November 2014. That includes contracted workers. And the remaining $20 million is going to attorney fees and miscellaneous expenses. My friends, this is a landmark settlement in the world of video games. Originally in 2019, they were only going to pay about $10 million. And at that point, the Californian government, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, they came in and they said, uh, no, actually, they should be paying way more than that. They said they should be paying $400 million, not $10 million. And ultimately, that ended up going down to $100 million. Over 2,300 women are eligible for this lawsuit. Which, if all the money was distributed equally, that would be about $30,000 per person. Of course, it'll probably be distributed based on length of employment or other factors. But still, this is a significant expense from the company, of course. And the women are actually receiving money that is substantial. Oftentimes, with settlements like this, it's just a minuscule amount where nothing really affected the company. On top of the monetary payout, they are also agreeing to a, quote, substantial systemic change which will include an analysis performed by a separate group of experts over the course of three years. Again, I just want to reiterate, this is a huge deal. Discrimination is such a major issue in workplaces in all industries, but especially in gaming, which has so, so many issues. And this is by far the biggest kind of blowback to that toxic culture that, that has happened. So hopefully things like this and what's going on with Activision Blizzard right now is really going to set a precedent that, hey, if you run a gaming company, you can't do this stuff. Not just because you're going to be punished in the end, but because it's not the right thing to do. Very happy for the plaintiffs here, and let's keep making positive change in the industry. On a sadder note, also last week we had the unfortunate death of John Madden at the age of 85, a name that has become synonymous with American football, and of course, the American football video games. The first John Madden football was released on PC in 1988, back when video games were not nearly as popular. I think many people saw it as kind of a thing to look down on in many ways. And indeed, multiple football personalities had already turned down the endorsement prior to John Madden. The 1990 version of John Madden football ended up selling extraordinarily well. On the Sega Genesis, sold around 400,000 units at the time. That was huge. And obviously from there, over 32 entries in the John Madden NFL series. I think there are a few names that are baked into the titles of games like this, right? You think about Sid Meier, Tom Clancy, and certainly John Madden is right there with them. If you spent any time on Twitter over the last couple of weeks, then you might have noticed a new game that's been going around called Wordle. Like Word and then L-E at the end, Wordle. And it's very interesting because it's kind of taking social media by storm, but it is a very, very simple game to play. It's a browser-based game, and you get six tries to guess what the word is. It will always be five letters long. You guess the word, and then you get hints whether or not the individual letters that you chose either does not appear in the word, 
does appear in the word, but is in the wrong spot or is in the correct spot. And obviously the goal is to guess the word in as few guesses as possible. The game is especially interesting because I don't think it's particularly hard. You don't have to be especially smart to be good at it. But when you just kind of work through it and you finally get it on like the third or fourth try, it really makes you feel very smart. And then, of course, most importantly, you can hit the share button and it makes this little graph out of emojis. Easy peasy. I don't know. It might not necessarily be video games, but you might be interested in it. Okay, and before we go, I just wanted to let you know, if you're a PC gamer, you should head over to the Epic Game Store because they are giving away the Tomb Raider trilogy, the recent reboot of it, for absolutely free. Zero dollars. It's free to keep. It'll be going on for the next few days. And that was kind of putting a cap on a series of games that they gave away over the last couple of weeks. It's a great couple of games, and uh, yeah, definitely worth buying, let alone getting for free. My friends, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, if there's news tomorrow, I'll be back with it then. But otherwise, we'll just do listener call-ins until the news comes in. And hey, I'd also like to thank the TGO producers, which make this show possible. Anna Marie, Andrew, Anthony, Bernie, Emmanuel, Rail, Rawdeath21, Red Flem, Rob Matsker, and Telesthesia. Thank you all so much. Back tomorrow with the show. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. Hello, my friends. It's the TGO After Show. Welcome, welcome. Oh, man, we're in the new year. And I'm actually recording this show very early in the day. It's 11.30 a.m. I'm able to get away with it because, you know, I was doing the news of the last week rather than yesterday where I have to wait for the news to come in, so that's quite nice. But I'm also doing it because I am soon off to see some family in uh, a city that is quite far away from me currently. <laughs> uh, we're going to be driving three hours to Windsor, Ontario, which, if you're in the States, is connected to Detroit, basically. we got some family there, my mom's father. And normally I wouldn't go. You know, my mom's like, hey, I'm going to this thing tomorrow. And I was like, oh, do you want me to come? Like, you know, it was kind of a last-minute thing. And like I said, normally I wouldn't have gone because... They're family, but they're not family, if that makes sense. How do I phrase this? A lot of the family that I have in my life were not actually in my life. You know, my mom's father, I've maybe seen him 20 times, 30 times. And the most I ever hear from him is when I go to visit or when he's sending me money for a birthday and Christmas, right? So, and, it, and it's the same with a lot of my family. The only direct family communication that I really have is my grandma, who is my dad's mother. My grandfather, who passed away a few years ago, same side. There was some extended family on my dad's side. I have like 50 million cousins, and I would see them all at family gatherings. But I stopped going to that when I was a teenager. And then on my mom's side, it's basically just my mom, for the most part. Almost exclusively. So anyway, you know, I'm not in a huge rush to go see family when the opportunity arises, right? It's basically just like, am I doing anything else? And if I'm not, maybe I want to go. But I decided I'm going to go this time, because... As you know, we're, we're leaving the country soon, or I, okay, I say soon, probably in the middle of 2022, late 2022, but we're, we're leaving at least the, the general vicinity indefinitely, which means I don't know when is the next time I'm going to see that side of the family, my, my mother's father, who lives far away, and so I'm just kind of, I'm like, you know, I'll see them once more before I go. I'm very grateful for Shelby, who whose family really embraced me and took me in as one of their own, because it's one of the first times in my life that I really actually do feel like I have family, you know? A group of family members, not just one or two people that I can name on one hand. 
anyway, sorry, that was, I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to see them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring some games just in case. I don't know. It doesn't usually get boring, but sometimes I'm left to my own devices. So I'll bring a laptop and I don't know if we get snowed in, then I might have to work there tomorrow morning. I might have to stay there. I don't, I'm not sure. And it means even less gaming for me. No Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll just have to watch some speedrunning, I suppose. Anyway, enough about me. What's going on? Super happy about this Riot lawsuit. I still think it should have been 400 million instead of 100 million, but whatever. It's better than 10 million, right? This this forces them to change because if they don't change, they're just going to go through another lawsuit where they lose lots of money. And as part of the lawsuit, of course, they had to be like, yes, we will change and we will allow you to monitor us while we change. But this is such a big deal, such a big deal. Of course, it's tough because this is specifically the Californian government. And if you're someone like Ubisoft, who isn't necessarily centered in California, then there's not so much a legal precedent here. But there is a cultural precedent where if employees are seeing, oh, you know, those employees are able to get compensated for the discrimination or, oh, the people at Activision Blizzard are going to be forming a union, right? Hypothetically, I mean, I don't know anything that's going on, but I, I have to imagine the talks are happening. The more we as a culture, the, the employees as a game development culture can see that change is possible, the more likely it is that these executives will be held accountable. And that's very important. The only other thing I'll mention is I talked about Wordle today. And I, I just got to say, I am cracked at Wordle. War I just said Wordle. Wordle. It's kind of a hard word to use. It's, it sounds like Squirtle. Um, I'm very good at that game. I, I've gotten it routinely on the second or third guess. But again, as I said on the show, like, is it hard to be good at that game? I'm not entirely sure. It's not because I'm like really good at words. I just happen to brute force it enough to uh, to figure it out. So I don't know. I'll stop patting my own back, I suppose. <laughs> um, folks, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're well. And let's check in tomorrow. <laughs>